You're getting picked up. Hell yeah. Um, how was the latest podcast with um, Professor Dobsky? I've yet to check yeah. it out, but it was good. On it. How long was it? It was good. An hour? It was an hour and 10 minutes, I think. Nice. Yeah, an hour and 10 minutes. It was solid. I posted a clip on Instagram. It was yeah, like I saw he that. was talking about the major, or no, he's talking really, about the I time s- in college. Yeah, there. I like that. I like that. I Dude, don't he's remember solid. verbatim, but I did remember he brought up a good point. Like, uh, can you remind me of what he did say in that? Yeah, he said your boss doesn't want to talk about murderous regimes, which is, like, right. the funny part of it. Yeah. But, like, your boss doesn't want to sit down and talk about things that are unproductive. Because, yeah. I mean, those conversations would be unproductive in a workspace. They would. And he's basically – and that was kind of a joke. But yeah. he was saying, like, this is your time to do that. You actually have a unique opportunity to sit down and take your professor's time right. and do that. And that's cool. Right. right. That's and something I think it's special. great, like, when you're writing up a spreadsheet – for, uh, you know, on Excel and for uh, your finance career, your boss could give two craps about oh, yeah. that, you yeah, know, right. so yeah, that, that sure. when you're there, you're there. So, but I, you, when you're in college, you know, you, you're, you're thankful that you're able to learn that, you know? Right. So that's yeah. Good. And it's a good amount of time, but it is all things considered. It goes by quick. You're it a does. senior. You have, I, what? It goes by you very have one quick. semester left. Bro. Yeah. I have two. After, <laughs> or no, sorry. I have three. I have three. Three? Yeah. After this one. After oh, this yeah, one. you do have three after this one. That's right. Yeah. I mean, do you have one or you have two? I have one and three courses. Okay. So not too bad. Not too yeah, bad. It's bad. better than two. I'm just right. happy that it's coming Come, to an end. It's coming in the, to an end. In, the, in, the, in the nicest way right, right. possible. Most appreciative way possible. Right. right. But yeah. it's been great. I've had a good time here. Yeah, man. Um, but in all seriousness, mm-hmm. thank you for coming on here because oh. this you're going to be the first student. and It's my pleasure. I, awesome. I love what you're doing here, man. Keep cool. up the good work. Thank you. It's just starting to pick up and snowball a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, it's something only I am invested in. So I'm actually looking for someone to help out with did, technology and did stuff. Did you find um, – I got a friend, but he's really busy. Like, yeah. he's got a tight schedule and he's really involved. Yeah. So I don't want to press him. Yeah, that makes sense. Because this – it's not time commitments, seriously, but um, I want someone who's interested right. in, like, making something dope, not yeah. just – you know, not just looking for yeah, something to write sense. down on their resume, which you'll, you'll is also something you could do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, and yeah. it, it shows that this is still technically something. a business. That It's a business with no revenue yet, but it's a exactly. business nevertheless. So. Exactly. Yeah, man. Um, so we tried to record this episode to be fully transparent, <laughs> and we weren't able to. Well, we did, but there were some technical difficulties. That's what I do. I'm a master at technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just really getting started <laughs> here. So it's like up and down and I do something right and I do something wrong and it's I'm right. learning it's so. all about learning if uh-huh. you if you if you don't learn then you know it's all about learning yeah exactly right so what did you learn here man of assumption like what is what are you taking away so far three years yeah three and a half years I mean you know I've made some great friends here you know being a part of a team is something that I love being you know a part of um, I've met some great friends outside the team, great professors that want to help me, um, that have helped me. Um, I've, I've just learned a lot, and uh, I'm very thankful for that. Um, yeah, it's and then I've you know my studies have been good. Um, I've learned a lot inside the classroom, outside the classroom, um, a lot of you know outside you know things outside the classroom that I've done. So it's it's been right. good uh, from yeah. you know all around a unique perspective. And what do you study? What's your... Yeah, so I'm studying international business and, um, yeah, international business. You learned a lot outside the classroom, though. You do. I think, it seems like. Especially you, too, because you take on these physical challenges. You just... you. Last time we were talking, you Mm -hmm. recently did that pull-up challenge. It was like a thousand pull-ups. A thousand pull-ups in a day. day. Um, I did that at the beginning of August. Um, 
so a lot of, for a lot of so I was a lifeguard this summer and I did four on my breaks. Well, obviously, when I wasn't on the chair, I did four pull-ups on the minute, um, pretty much for forty-five minutes straight, and all my breaks throughout my eight-hour shift. And then I got to I want to say eight hundred and sixty at work, which meant I had to do one hundred and forty. What time was it? What time did or you go to work? Eight eighty. Was that? What time did you go into work? Uh, so I worked nine to five. So yeah. I was able from nine to five uh, with my breaks. I was able 860. to get. 880. 880. Yeah. With breaks, four on the minute. And then I finished up uh, my brother's gym um, to get the last 120 to get to 1,000. And my biceps were very sore the next day. But What grip were you doing? um, Just, you know, this grip. Yeah. yeah, A lot of people do this grip with their thumbs here, but they end up slipping. The best grip for pull-ups is you want to lock your thumbs out. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Because you have a a better grip that way. So I um really yep yeah you have a better grip that way believe it or not huh. I don't know the science behind it but I don't so I, peop, I a lot of people under. grip it yeah but it's better I forget why but it's better to like do huh. four and then and then um, lock in and your then lock your thumbs yeah yeah and then have wow, your thumbs like okay. this so um that might change the game for me we'll see how yeah it's easier it's easier your grip's stronger so, really. so I did that and some key takeaways I learned from that was you know I I mean I actually I remember telling you I had this plan in July but. I showed up to work and I wasn't even using a pull-up bar. I was doing it on a wooden plank and I was only doing, I started off with five on the minute. I kind of got cocky and then went down to four. And then before I know I was at three, my hands were getting like pretty messed up. And in 10 I got minutes to, you did 50? What's that? No, five on the minute. Yeah, in 10 I minutes I did five on did the 50? minute for as long as I could. I forget how much time I was doing okay. it for. And then I got down to four and then eventually I got down to three. I got tired, my biceps forms or whatever. And then- Five on the minute. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I ended up getting to 400. Uh, I think I got to 400 that day or just okay. under 370. Okay. I got to 370 yeah, and I said in a month I'm going to come back and I'm going to do this. So I woke oh, okay. up one morning right, right. and said I'm gonna, I had the pull-up bar at work, an actual pull-up bar, and I said I'm going to do this and I did it. So I think uh, the biggest thing was just not giving up and even though oh, more pull-ups, more pull-ups, but I said I, had to do, I have to do this. I yeah. put my mind to it and uh, you know I did it and usually when I put my mind to something I'm going to do it you know that's just how I've always right. functioned and when something means a lot to me you know and enough to me I will go out of my way to do it so yeah I think maybe people struggle to make those things mean a lot to them yeah I, moment, I think so um doing it yeah doing doing hard that's another thing it's like, hard doing hard things it's hard to it's a commitment them. and right. it's an investment you know um but it's delayed um long-term gratitude as opposed to short-term um gratification right right you know, you put your mind to something that might suck in the beginning or in the moment, but you know, if you if you're persistent and you're willing to put in the work, eventually it's going to pay off and it's going to be so rewarding and fulfilling. And that's why I enjoy those things because they might suck in the moment, but I think down the road um, it speaks volume that it's actually worth it in right. the end. And that's why I enjoy those things. Um, so I think yeah. yeah, I think students don't understand that because we're so used to the short-term gratification right we're so we're surrounded by that exactly we're i mean yeah i mean in society today i mean we're surrounded by you know the phones you know like being on that all the time seeing other people on their phones um and just the society we live in it's kind of um gravitated toward this um short-term gratification as opposed to that long-term gratification right. and honestly short-term we need to sells, see, man. The yeah it's not as it's, it's, it, it's good in the moment but then you wonder and you question it but you know when you work for something and you really put your put your heart and soul into it it's so much fulfilling and rewarding mm-hmm. rewarding in the end i think as opposed no i to think that. so too and, and but yeah. it's not as attractive attractive at the beginning it's and not. that's why people don't go for these things right and generally hard things or hard things in general mm-hmm 
yeah. yeah it's not just these physical challenges yeah. or yeah. avoiding the instant dopamine releases yeah. of like instagram mm -hmm. it's not uh exactly yeah. or pulling up tiktok for like uh because that's very yeah. attractive it's it like, is. oh 30 minutes i'll be laughing but, or interested or you know whatever. you go pick up a book and you learn more than you know you yeah, would have right. if you didn't and you stayed on your phone but I, the book takes what, a I few days my... like the first time you read that book you're probably not going to really get what it's trying to explain mm -hmm. but then like you read an, another 15 pages the next day and then yeah. You're 30 pages in versus five, and yeah. you understand something. But then right? again, I enjoy reading things that actually attract me. I, for sure. I, for sure. I, I don't like enjoying – I don't enjoy reading things for school sometimes when it's about, you know, art history. No offense, but – Sure, sure, but, <laughs> but there's something but, attractive no, about the, there, like the yeah. fulfillment of doing it, but getting then it, it done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then again, you know, I feel when something's not as attractive in school – it might suck in the moment, but if you give yourself a chance to engage with whatever is being um, taught to you by a certain professor, I think it makes it more interesting. It's a great point. Yeah. yeah, it's um, a, so yeah. it's vital to be interested in the thing you're. I mean, yeah, so it's easy to just say, ah, oh, this stinks. But like, right. if you put, if you actually put your two cents into it, and you want, and you tell yourself, all right, I can learn about this. How can I relate to this in my own life? It's easier. Yeah, yeah you end up. How can just, I convince myself this right, matters? It's right. like the Exactly. Goal, right? It sucks, but if you just say, all right, take a deep breath and you reconsider it and rethink it, and yeah, I feel like uh, you can definitely make matters in your direction, if you will. So Art history reading, you mentioned, is terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 oh yeah, with all due respect, I mean, I took it last semester. Yeah, um, I took it in Rome, bro, and it yeah. was still the – like the only bad part was the reading. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, everything Seeing else the was art the sculptures. Well, the art was pretty – I think yeah. the art was cool, but – no, the art was really Yeah, cool. the art was cool, but the reading wasn't. I was also much. seeing it in person. Yeah, we, we didn't. in Italy, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So there's no, like, I mean, we had a few presentations, but if we saw something on a presentation, I think we saw it in person. So, right. like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Shout out Professor Borghese. She's, like, top of the line. Awesome. Professor. I had um, Mr. Uh, professor Norris. He was a good, very good professor, knew his stuff. So. Cool. Yeah. Professor Norris here? Yes. Nice. I don't man. know if you know him, do you? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I meant to actually go over this sheet with you. It kind of yeah, just no, says a few different okay. ideas that yeah. I wanted to talk about. Um, but yeah, we mm -hmm. mostly just have a conversation on here. As you yeah. know, third time doing this. Mm -hmm. um, we're oh, yeah, so, pros at this now. <laughs> right, we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about assumption education, what mm -hmm. you learned. Yeah. And another idea that I'm interested in bringing up on this topic often is mm -hmm. the fact that this university is a Catholic liberal arts university. And that's different from big schools that you know about. My friends go to UMass, a couple of friends go to UMass, a couple of friends go to some other schools, and I think only two of them go to a liberal arts college, and out of my like 10 great you know, friends from home, my boys, it's, it's pretty rare, it's yeah. fairly rare, and these schools are usually smaller, so that makes sense, mm -hmm. and usually less known, um, depending on the school. But what has that been like for you? Do you appreciate that education now, that you've learned it, you've gone through the requirements that the university has? Yeah, I think it's I think it's great. You know, I believe you don't really get you don't get um, what state schools offer here at a liberal arts edu you know school mm. like Assumption. You know, this education is great. You get to learn uh, an array of, of different subjects, right? And I think that gives you the freedom to to be more of an avid learner and know s certain things that many students at other schools don't get to learn. So my experience has been great. I mean, you know, we we're just speaking about art history. I mean. Um, 
that's one of the requirements here at the school, I believe, you know, theology, philosophy. Yep. A lot of students at state schools, perhaps, for example, UMass Amherst, or I have some friends at URI, they don't get that type of education where they have the ability to learn some of these um, some of these really great things that can be life-changing, honestly, if you really put your mind to it. Um, so I think it's, it's really a good, very good education in that sense. Mm -hmm. I was, I'm gonna ask the question, does, does assumption, the Catholic liberal arts part, like how you get a wide array of different mm -hmm. topics you study, does that help you choose what you want to do in your life versus in your career? Or maybe just it helps you distinguish that those are two different things, your mm -hmm. life and your career? Yeah. And I kind of know your answer, right? Because yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I know you. And mm -hmm. you're going through the process of figuring mm -hmm. out what you are going to do for your life. Yeah. And that might conflict with what you want to do for, or what you wanted to do for your career. So right. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, for like a school like this, Assumption, you know, it's a liberal arts school. Um, you learn, like I said, you, you might learn philosophy, theology. You have a lot more courses like those. And maybe at a state school, it's more courses oriented towards a possible career. Right. Maybe you're taking more business courses. Maybe you're taking courses in finance, courses in whatever, right? You have the you ability. You get like more specialized, I guess. Yeah, more, more courses specialized into what you may be seeking for a career. Right. But some, some of these courses at Assumption that are taught that students don't get at like state schools, perhaps like we said, philosophy, theology, art history, that can kind of... Um, you know, you get you learn a lot about yourself in those courses. Like you may say, oh, this sounds very interesting. You know, philosophy. I mean, as a matter of fact, I was thinking about almost a majoring in philosophy, doing an extra year because it was so interesting to me. And you just learn a lot about yourself. And right. with, for example, philosophy, you know, it's great. You know, you learn how to live, what it means to live a good life. And um, a lot of those things are less materialistic, you know. Um, and, and I love that, you know what I mean? So I would say studying um, or having taking those courses have definitely geared me into um, what it means to, to live uh, a good life and how that can help me in my future. Yeah. Um, but obviously I've learned a lot in my, you know, economic courses and business courses. Um, so it just depends what you want to do. And uh, it definitely here at Assumption, because you have the, the freedom to learn both, I think it can help you see yourself <coughs> in the future, what you want for yourself. Um, what you want in your life and a career. So, yeah. I mean, that's the pitch here. Like, yeah. that's cool that you said that because, and I think some students end up with that opinion mm -hmm. and some don't. Do you have any more water, by the way? Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. I'm running low here. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get more yeah. for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just geared more so on the individual more than anything. Like, uh, I think it's what they want to do, but also being engaged in the classroom and learning something. You know what I mean? Right. A but lot part of students part of, go to class and they're on their computers. How can you learn if you're oh, yeah, on your computer? You know sure, what I mean? So, sure. Yeah. Um, but I do think what you learned, like what you said, is something you've benefited from the mm -hmm. university. Yeah. I think every student can get to some point where they see that and they right. benefit from that. I mean, yeah, like, definitely. I don't think there's a select few. I think it definitely changed can. me. I mean, like we, we, you know me, like we talked on the last podcast and, uh, and I said, you know, I wanted to, when I was younger, you know, going into high school or later years of high school, going to college, I wanted a career in business. You know, my family's big into business. Um, so my latter family members and relatives. And um, so I just said, you know what, business, it's cool. You know, if you, you can make out well and, and make a lot of money um, and that's good, right? I can make a lot of money. I can have nice cars, uh, a nice house. Um, but you know, as I've matured and grew, grew older in these past couple of years, or this last year, 
I've noticed, you know, maybe this isn't what life is all about, you know, being very materialistic. I think it's more so about the relationships you have with people. You know, I'm Catholic. My relationship with God and my faith with God um, and what I want and what I see myself doing in the future because of that. And philosophy and theology have definitely um, shaped that um, in some regard here in my time at Assumption, which is great because it kind of really opened um, my mind and uh, what is possible and, and what uh, what I want to do. So, yeah, I think that that's definitely shifted uh, here at Assumption. Your value, your value hierarchy structure yeah. changed. Mm-hmm. Like you had these materialistic things at yeah. the top. And then you realize I just that, didn't resonate interested yeah. in, in making six, you know, making it's funny all this money and in, in, in doing this and doing that. I just think it's more about the relationships we have with one another and and our faith, um, whether you're religious or not, and what you want in life. You know, right. I think uh, a lot of people can really get that twisted and they they don't really know why they're doing their career in the first place. They think it's because of uh, a very tangible materialistic thing right. like money. But. I'd argue it's not. Well, you know, you, it's yeah. more than that. You yeah. mentioned that it was first; it was these materialistic yeah. things, so money yeah. and all that money mm-hmm. brought. And then you were, and then yeah. you mentioned, now it's God. Right. And then you didn't mention God and like five other things. You just mentioned God, and mm-hmm. that's a really interesting yeah. idea. That, um, and when we think about a value hierarchical structure, we think about a pyramid, right? At least I did. Yeah. And I thought, well, you can't have. You can only have one thing in the top. You can't have cars, a house, all this, all these materialistic things, because then those things. Those things, the one problem is those things will be your God. But then right. the second problem is they don't fit in the top. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So uh, that's interesting. I forget the saying, but they say money is the greatest. Um, I, it's, it, I forget exactly, but I don't know if you know the quote, but they say I money is the root of all. I think it's money is the root of all evil. Or right. it can yeah. be a bad thing if all you're obsessed about is making money. At the end of the day, you're going to care more about something tangible and materialistic right. than your friendships, for example, or then you know things are actually are of utter importance and that doesn't mean don't make money which no I it's absolutely right. not money totally is very important you need money to live it's like make but, money and then but I, use it properly right and, exactly and carry yourself I, properly. yeah i mean that's, if, if, that's if anything special. i think you should be able to find what you want to do in life find what you love and see if you can realistically make a career out of that i Hell really yeah. say that to I, make a living right right like, yeah. do what you love in life life is short i mean it, yeah. it's sad but it's the truth you got to enjoy life of course but try and enjoy life and do what you want to do and, and see if you can make a living out of it. Why do something yeah. you're not Enjoying proud life is of? complicated. Why? Why right. not do something you're proud of for the rest of your life? That sounds right. that sounds awful to me. You know, it really does. <laughs> the years go by and then you just kind of look back. And you look oh, back I'm, and you I'm have all these I'm not proud of anything regrets. I did. Because right. like at the end of the day, you kind of are forced to be real with yourself. You can't help but look at yourself rationally and from a ra- eventually in your life and mm-hmm. be like, wow, maybe I, damn, I could have been much more. And David exactly. Goggins talks about this. He uh, says yeah. like, my biggest fear was getting getting to heaven, right? Or getting to God. Yes. And, and he looked at quote. me and he's listening to all these things. Yeah. And it's all the accomplishments he's done. And then David Goggins is like telling this story as if he's almost experienced it. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, God said to him, this is who you could have been. Right. This, and he's still the fact. Goggins you know, said, yeah, this ain't me. And God is like, this right, it's what right. you could have been. Mm. And I think that speaks volumes. You know, I mean, that's that's a revelation that David Goggins had to a certain degree. Like it's a personal revelation. Yes. And that's um, special. It is. He shares that. It means a lot. You can, you know, be you can have you have the potential to be whatever you want to be. But it's in your head. It's on you. You you know, so many people are scared to take action, which is the first step. But, you know, for example, Goggins was 
you know, 300 pounds spaying for cockroaches. And, you know, he, I love it. He was watching a documentary on Navy SEALs, and he said, you know what, that's it. I want to do something more with my life. I want to live a life that's proud, that I'm proud of, and something that I can, you know, look back and say, wow, you know, I, I changed and I really turned into the man and that I am today, and right. that's wonderful. And uh, Or you can, he could have kept spraying for cockroaches, and the right, he could have been that Navy SEAL, but he never... He, never he would never have known. He would yeah. have never known. He could have been anything. Right. You, Clearly, right. now right. you look at him, you're like, wow, right. that dude actually can do everything. Right. So I would you say, know, if he I don't to. know if my biggest fear anymore is, is a spider, a snake. I think it's more dying, not reaching my full potential. Right. Which is, I mean, which speaks, you know, which is great, I think, you know. Right. Yeah, well, I think it's chapter two, and I don't know, I didn't cite it, but I know he said... He was talking about the 40% rule. Mm -hmm. I wrote this down. When you yep, think you are you done, you're only 40% into what your body is capable of doing. That That's just the limits we put on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a really interesting idea there. It is. He's like, okay. And it's a philosophical idea because he's suggesting that your rational mind is stronger than your bodily inclinations. Like, yeah, when you're running, and I think for David Goggins' sake, this example, when you're running, your legs start to hurt, your breath starts to... You lose yeah. all your oxygen. It seems like mm -hmm. it's hard to breathe. Um, it's hard to really move, and your body's telling you to go inside and sit down mm -hmm. and like rest, right. right? And there's a special idea here that he's proving that we're not supposed to actually be resting as much as we are. We're not supposed to be sitting as much as we are, and our body is telling us to do that, but that's not necessarily natural as mm -hmm. humans. As that's what it seems like. Exactly. So he says, you know, ability. we're forty percent. And we can go more, but as human beings, we we don't. We mm. stop there because we think we're tired. We think we're tapped out. But in reality, if we put our mind to it, we can keep going if we want to. If we choose to be aggressive and say, I'm not stopping, I'm going to go keep going, we can't. Our minds give out before our bodies do. And that's a very common um, uh, mistake that a lot of people have. Right. You know, They think that their body's going to give out before their, their mind does, but it's the other way around. It really is. I mean, for example, today, I mean, I'm, you know, I took a, a little, a couple weeks off running. I was out of shape to, and today it showed it. I mean, it was 80 something degrees out, whatever. I'm not, but yeah. I mean, I was, I was going to do three miles. I did four with my teammate. My heart rate got to 200. My average heart rate for the last mile is 202. I want to stop. And uh, I said, I can't stop. So I kept going and I finished. But a lot of people, they might get to a point in, in, in time where they think they, um, where they want to quit and they think they're, you know, their bodies are going to quit before their minds, but your mind quits often much, much before. Always. 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 Always quits before. We've actually trained ourselves yeah. to quit with right. our mind. Before exactly. Before we, mind. yeah. And uh, I love that quote because it's so true. Right. You know, it's so true. We can keep going if we want to, but oftentimes we, we don't, you know. We don't actually, we don't actually know. I mean, you may. Yeah. I don't know the limits of my body. Because I mean, I don't. Yeah. I, no, I actually, don't think. Maybe I, you shouldn't know. Maybe I you should never know the answer. I, I honestly don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, it's right. tough. That's a tough question. Some some might argue, extremists, that your limit is when you're dead. Right. You and know, that's, I, and I, that's interesting. That's a. Some that's, might argue that. That's actually maybe I the only answer, right? I might. You, you can't you push your body 100 percent until you, unless you you die. keep going right but, until you die. Bring it back know. to David Goggins. Mm -hmm. He does that 100 mile run after never training long distance. Insane. I mean, I think he's ripped the bike, and I'm sure he's ran like 10 miles at a time or five. But he said he's never run anything like that, and he was jacked. He was, bro. Yeah, this he was, was he was coming off of yeah he was a Navy SEAL at the time. He right. was um, he wasn't he was lifting a lot of weights at the time. He wasn't Tunnel really weight. training. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't really running. 
You're right. You're right. And he did just signed up for this race. Um, he needed it, it to qualify for a real race. Right, so right. he needed to get one under his belt. He's like, exactly. I have to do this. Exactly. And I remember it. He was in the worst pain of his life at mile 79. Sitting in the blue chair. Yes, sh- something. Shitting himself. Shitting himself up his back. D- dead. Basically All these dead. things. And uh, he could have. 70, 77 miles, I think that was. Yeah, I 70, something like that. In the 70s. I think the, the latter 70s. He could have quit. Oh, my God. He the average quit, person would have quit. Probably wouldn't even have signed up for that race. Yeah. So... He, that just goes to show that we can do anything we put our mind to. He kept going. Yeah. Like, he, he, he actually pissing got, blood. Dude, he got up off the chair and he ran another 23 or yeah. 30. 30 he, said, he even said in a podcast, whatever he can never go back and pr- try and reinvent that feeling where he could, where he finished that race again, right. probably. No, never. Which is crazy. He said when he got, he said he like got in his bathtub at his house, he got home. Yeah. And he was sitting there and they were like, his yeah. girl, his uh, yeah. fia- uh, wife, wife at the time yeah. was calling the doctors and they were like, he like should be dead. Like, bring him in right now. And he's sitting there, and he's just like, this. Let me enjoy. Let this me, pain. yep. Let me enjoy this pain. Imagine that. Imagine. I think that's great. You know. I think it's beautiful. I, he's very inspiring. I, we definitely need more people that push the envelopes, not just physically, mentally as well too. You know, uh, academics. You know, whatever. Well, he pushes it mentally he, more than physically. Oh no, no I mean, no, I mean, he does. I mean, we yeah, just we need more people that push themselves in 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 right. different regards. Right. Um, cause it's just a, such a true inspiration, yeah. you know? And I, I love that stuff. Yeah. Like he, he has a serious influence. Other mm-hmm. people do too. Um, but there's something about his ideas that are taken better. I mean, like Andrew Tate has a huge influence, but some of his ideas are, they're not inconsistent necessarily. I think he's a consistent speaker, but like at times there's a s- sort of negativity that he gives off and yeah. Personally, it, like it doesn't really necessarily bother me. I just watch the video and then I'll like think about it. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's actually a similar argument with Trump, and a lot of people don't like Trump because his he's kind of unprofessional. Right. And people would have a similar critique of Andrew Tate, and you know, there's certain allegations that they would bring up. But I'm not concerned the allegations. I'm thinking about himself solely right. as an influencer online, and I think that there are definitely better people kids can listen to now i, I don't agree. think he's the worst person as other people do i don't think that at all i actually think that he can seriously motivate people and i think if you are in a dark place in your life and like you can't get out of bed and things are going wrong and like and this is caused by something that's maybe not as major as you're making it out to be then you might need an Andrew Tate video on your feed. Like, you might yeah. need that. Or a Gog um, or anyone. A Jocko. Well, no, ideally yeah. anyone. Yeah. But, but anyone. Andrew Tate has such a serious influence. Like he does. I think he, he has doubles, he has a lot of triples the influence of... I also uh, think some of his... Um, uh, what he says, rationale isn't very thought out and very methodical and very... Um, I don't know. I just feel like he could do a better job. 100%. But overall, I, something that I really love about him, he, he has a lot of confidence. And... A lot of people lack confidence these days. He has the conf. I feel like he has a lot of confidence in the way he presents himself on social media and what he says, and that's good for for young men and just you know people growing up. Confidence is pursue. good. Confidence right. I is think good. he he that's something that he does well with. It gets you in trouble when you're a kid. Yes. But it's but it's necessary when you're a man. Right. Like you cannot have confidence. Right. Of course. So I that's a good point. It's a good point. Um, yeah. Anyways, well that's another yeah. thing that I hope this podcast can be. Uh, avenue of free speech like for some reason people are scared to talk about Andrew Tate which I got no problem talking about Andrew Tate I have no problem um, I'll give you my I know you, no I know yeah. you don't <laughs> yeah. but I think a lot of people do it's like you bring it up it's kind of a touchy subject and um, 
yeah, if you, you should listen to a two hour podcast and you'll probably think he's funny, honestly. Yeah. And then you'll be like, ah, oh, dude, this. Yeah. But I don't honestly know him as well as a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I, I probably don't know him enough to talk on the, t- the subject, mm-hmm. but I do understand his influence is huge. I mean, you yeah. talk to kids like that's the thing. That's why people get, I think, concerned because young kids are are watching his content yeah. like middle school kids. But maybe that's a little too young. But, maybe. Um, yeah. Maybe. But, you know, you have to. But, um, yeah, no, speaking of free speech, I think it's, like, he does a good job with that, and I think that's often lacked in our society. A lot of people don't really have the confidence to speak up, and I notice this in my day-to-day life, but, I mean, more power to you if you can, right? Right. I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think, think we need to. I think people are afraid to, to voice their opinion so. because they're scared of what, what other people are going to think about them. I think right. that's what it is. Right. And honestly, that's fair. But it's fair. I think if you can break that, I makes your life a whole lot worse, though, I, mean, I think, personally. If, if you if you hold back that if you hold it back, I agree, I agree. Yeah. And I think you do, yeah, you definitely. Yeah, but I then agree. again, no one will ever know, right? Unless you uh, unless you're asked. But I think it's way better if you can have the confidence to speak up your opinion and, right. and right. have your speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell the truth or at least don't lie is yeah. a rule in Jordan Peterson's book, Twelve Rules for Life, which is yeah, great. Another great. Did you read that? I'm uh, not yet. I it's just solid, man. It's got a. Oh, would you finish? Uh, it was a. Um, his name was Michael Monsoor. He was a Medal of Honor. He was a Navy SEAL. He jumped right. on a grenade and saved his brothers. Um, He's alive. What? No, he's dead. Oh, he, like, he. Yeah, no. He wrote a book before he died. No, his his father wrote the book. Wow. And uh, publisher. That's a. That's it was amazing. just. It was a very inspiring, great book. How long Sad. is the book? 170 pages. Very easy read. I took my time with it. Finally finished it today. Amazing wow. book. Dude, I might need to read that book. Yeah. That's. I'll let you know like, if you want to borrow it. Yeah. Yeah, and. An easy read that's clutch yeah. because I have a ton the of The more we can read, read, the better, right? right. And the, the easier the reads, the even more better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, damn. <laughs> I'm actually going to check if this camera's rolling. Yeah. Imagine it's not. Oh, it is? Awesome. Um, Where do you think this will be up? Tonight. Oh, let's go. Tonight, yeah. Thank you. I, well, cause, I can't wait. Because I started I, weekly yeah, uploading rock, and then yeah. I missed Sunday. Well, Sunday happened. Yeah. And I had a few mistakes that I had to work on. No, out. you're good. No, we're all busy. You. We're all doing no, no worries. Yeah, I also have Don't like still have no idea what I'm doing. But yeah, no, I'll definitely. No, but this is it's working this out. Is great. Like I said, yeah, like, it's gonna take it's, some time. Yeah, just keep going. So we're talking about a few problems in the <clears throat> our contemporary society. Yes. I guess the greatest one is probably mental health. The mental health epidemic, also one that we can talk about. I think that we're like qualified. <laughs> People, because we're around it more than our parents were, than their parents were. Absolutely. And we hear a lot about it, because I think maybe when our parents were kids, maybe the kids that had anxiety were prescribed medicine. Mm-hmm. And I should know when the medicine was released, but I know like it became much more popular in the early 2000s. Yep. Right? So, um, yeah, I wonder why our parents don't have that same exact perspective on it. I'm sure there's a bunch of reasons. Yeah, we I'm have sure a serious a perspective multitude of on reasons, it. but... Like, how do you view it? How do you... Um, conquer anxiety in yourself yeah and how do you stay away from falling into traps I mean yeah I mean I often deal with I mean obviously we're human beings mm-hmm. when someone says they don't get depressed I mean when someone says they don't get depressed they don't, have, they don't have anxiety everything's perfect that's just a lie because we're humans we're all we're always going to have some form of um, of some nerves of some anxiety of a negative time we're emotion. anxious we I mean it's just, we're, uh, we're humans we have yeah. emotions um, so honestly there's something called box breathing it's called, it's, um, you breathe in four seconds, you hold it for four seconds, you exhale for four seconds, and then you hold again for four seconds. So it's just, you know, yeah. it's box breathing, you know, four by four. Um, I think that that usually gets, you know, it's studies have shown it gets your heart rate down, 
and makes you more relaxed. So I, you know, if Practi- I'm in a, a practical tool to help. Yeah, it's, it's a good breathing exercise whenever, you know, you're nervous or Fire. whatever in so, an anxious moment. And that's what I usually do. It, pretty soon it calms me down thereafter. And then honestly, aside from that, I just, you know, I think we need to have, we need to look at ourselves in the mirror and, and know that we're more than what we see ourselves as. Especially, I'm sure we've done a lot in our lives and, you know, when, when we often get worried about something or anxious, I think we can look in the mirror and say, you know, I'm Gabe Matray. I've done this. I can tackle this obstacle. You know, I think we should do that. And, you know, like I'm Michael Nichols. I've done this. I've been through this. I can get through this um, this obstacle that may not even be a big deal, but right. in our minds it is. So just tell, just reassurance. Breathing Fine. is great. So Andrew Huberman did a whole episode on breathing. Did you I listen to I love Andrew that? Huberman. I, I is have, that where you got this box breathing thing? I think, yeah, I think that's what it was. So he yeah. did another one. I, he was, actually had a podcast. He was on... I think it was Joe Rogan. Yeah, he's been on a lot. Joe Rogan, Jocko, he's been on a lot. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. No, he did. Um, so the technique I was going to mention is mm-hmm. breathing through your nose like a full breath. Mm-hmm. And then once you have a full breath, you breathe in again. Oh, yep. And I, you like sant my friend. One flare my friends, your capillaries, yeah. I think, or your uh, bronchioles. Yeah. It's like I a, think it helps and then another like quick the capillaries one, right? yeah. in your lungs. And I, I think, and yeah, he said studies show to you kind of just trust Andrew Huberman this. like yeah. Andrew Huberman says something you're like I mean when I you have a, when you have study. a PhD at, at Stanford I think you can and you an, believe him <laughs> and you're Andrew Huberman yeah everyone loves your podcast I and I think it's hard that, not to trust so yeah and like I bet that. there are people that really check him and yeah. he referenced studies like you can go look at the study if you oh, want yeah. but he has a very good way of explaining a study in a neutral manner I think yeah um, but yeah it's interesting because you said that like we're normal humans are um, humans and we have these inclinations to feel bad and yeah, we're meant to have emotions and worried and right we Good do and bad. right we're, that's natural in yeah. us um but i think maybe the irrational amount of anxiety and the exacerbated definition that or like weird definition we have of anxiety and how it seems exacerbated in our community mm-hmm. i think it's it seems like it's maybe because of these hierarchical structures that we have that are not oriented towards the greatest good or not oriented towards something greater than it's than itself because mm-hmm. as a human these materialistic things you actually are much greater than them yeah right i think the bottom line is a human is a special being and a car is something you exchange for money and a car is yeah. cool right yeah a car is faster than us right prettier than us right mm-hmm. but like you are infinitely more special and important than any of these materialistic things and if your hierarchical structure is oriented towards these things then you're going to be anxious and you're going to be anxious and right. depressed because you're not going to feel fulfilled, right? There's, right? You're not aiming for something greater than yourself. Every mm-hmm. time you've mentioned something you've done that was important and special to you, it was almost always oriented towards something greater. Last Thank time you. we talked about adversity, and I think the greatest thing, I mean, what you were able to learn the most from in your life, mm-hmm. forgive me, not the greatest thing. Yeah, but, no, it's okay. Um, but your, your father yeah. passing away. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the moment for you where you had to, wake up and yeah. and become the man that you ought to become. Thank you. Yeah. I think adversity speaks volume. I think it's one of the greatest gifts we have um, as human beings on this planet. I think sometimes, you know, you know, we do need a kick in the ass to get us going in the right direction. I mean, when everything's gifted to you in life and, and everything's great, you know, you're, you're born out of a very wealthy, prestigious, powerful family. Um, and sometimes you, you know, and you grow up and you know as opposed to the, the the kid or the person that grew up literally from nothing i think that kid is going to be more successful because he knows how to deal with adversity and 
I think that's a very powerful gift that we have the ability to to um, to come from in our lives and to learn. Um, like like you said, you know, I lost my father a few years ago. It was terrible, you know, worst day of my life. But it it showed me that you know it gave me the lesson you can't take things for granted for life, and it kind of you know gave me a kick in the rear end to say, all right, man, you know, it's time to go on with your life and, and be the best version of yourself possible and, and do and and just live every day like you can you know be your best you know so well, I think that's what adversity that's why adversity is great um, because it gives us that option um, so yeah when did you stronger. when did you start to orient yourself towards the one true God what's that when did you start to orient yourself towards the one true God Jesus just God. God? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was. Born, I reference once your God because you said you're yeah. Catholic. So. Oh yeah, I was born and raised Catholic, and uh, I've been going to church since I was a little kid. So I've always been close to God and close to the church. So just continuing with that process, okay, I guess. I mean, yeah. I, it's like easy when you're. Re- it's hard when yeah. you're a kid to even understand any of those. It concepts. is hard, but you know, as I grew older, you know, yeah. going through you know middle grade school, middle school, high school, yeah. I start to understand it more, and um, that God can play a significant role in our lives if we if right. we allow him to if we choose to invest ourselves in prayer in going to church and letting god um into our lives um you know i think it's a great thing and uh that's another thing whenever i feel anxious like we're just talking about i pray to god i pray to saint michael the archangel you know right. my name I, the protector yeah. you know um, i know i know of saint michael my buddy. yeah is saying you know whenever i lose something saint anthony it just praying to that higher god is definitely something that's helped me in my life too um, so I think it can be very important, um, you know, and if you're not religious, you know, that's okay. You know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, right? But I mean, sure. it's definitely good to, I would say, to learn to see if you can, you know, worship and prayer uh, and pray to God, um, allowing him into your life because that's something that's benefited me. I'm sure same te- goes to you, right? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The ideas are so special. Having the Bible... Um, the Bible is a special tool that anyone oh, can use. Course. Like whether you believe in the specific religion or not, mm-hmm. I have no problem for people who don't believe in the religion, mm-hmm. but they could definitely get something out of reading the book. And I don't actually know much about Islam, Islamic faith, but I would get a ton out of reading the Quran. I would learn so much. I would probably advance my life. I'd speed up my life by five times. I'd right. learn lessons that I should have learned five years ago. Uh, I know that's true. And I know if I delve deeper into the Bible, the same thing would happen. But, yeah, I encourage people of all ideas to yeah. read the Bible. The stories represent human conflicts, human struggle, human pain, it. human suffering, human mm-hmm. glory, human happiness. Exactly. And to have a tool like that at your disposal, like right anywhere. Yeah, right? at your fingertips. Yeah. Bring it with you wherever you go. Right. You can search it up. and, and look. I mean, On you could be struggling. Like, if you're struggling with something, look up, regardless of your faith, regardless of what you believe, look up Bible explanation of struggling with addiction for right. example bible or something or like bi- bible story mm-hmm. just read this it's a story yeah. the new testament and the old testament they're story it's a narrative it's actually why i named this podcast uniting narratives it's an idea that jordan peterson started talking about he first i first heard him say it on joe rogan's podcast but it's something he's been working on for years i know he's been working on it for decades and i believe myself in some regard to be a student of jordan peterson i read his book um I need to conti- I think I ought to be a student of Jordan Peterson because I think he's really intelligent and engaging and cool. Um, yeah, which is awesome. So yeah, that's where I got the name for this. He didn't say it, but I kind of put two, one and two together. Right. And I think it's a good name. I do. But but these stories, 
they're good stories and you can view them as stories view them as events that never happen if that makes it easier for you mm-hmm. and say okay what if i was in the story who would i be like which person would i be yeah. representing and then you might look at yourself a little differently because you look at that person in the story and you're like that person didn't end up doing too well or right. they seemed like an asshole or like yeah that wasn't good for them in the long term or whatever you learn um, a yeah, lot a regardless of your faith or religion regardless. through looking into different yeah. you know whether it's the bible or the Quran, whatever it is you know yeah. you learn a lot yeah and that can and i plan i plan to pick life. it up i'm gonna pick up the yeah. Quran because like i said i respect other religions i know they're extremely knowledgeable it's yes. not yeah i mean absolutely and the three major religions I and mean, i guess people may not know this but judaism christianity and islam where is it? Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. Judaism, uh, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Christianity, Islam. I think I pronounce Judaism weirdly, but I say Judaism. Yeah. I don't know. Why. Close enough, I, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> um, but the three major religions—they're oriented towards a similar idea, like a one, a monotheistic idea, right? Mm-hmm. And you'd have to look a lot into that to understand the differences. But when you start to look into the religions, they're more similar. Than different at least it seems yes. so to some degree they are they are similar right yes, no, absolutely. They are. Yeah. i remember um I mean, Muhammad in was influenced pe- my by peace and work course with pro- uh, professor dobsky i remember learning about i think we looked into the quran uh quran yeah um how do you pronounce it i think it's quran like quran quran, like quran. yeah we looked i, I think we I, remember, I did recall we, we ended up towards properly. the end of the course i believe we did or at some point we did look into that right the english and a lot pronunciation of, is right a lot of the religions are come down um to a lot of similarities. I mean, right. in the end, I mean, striving towards some good involved with God, you know? I mean, yeah, a lot so of the things Islamic are... faith view, they view Jesus as a Christian, as a prophet. Yeah. They view him as a prophet. Exactly. They treat right. him as um, a special individual. Right. They don't see him as the son of God. They don't think that is rationally yeah. uh, proper. And like, there's very interesting scholars who talk about that, right? You, yeah. should, you should listen to them. Um, think why perceive what they're saying right it's interesting um but yeah these things do back to anxiety like studying helps with your anxiety right mm-hmm. you learn you read professor mcgrath said when i had her on the podcast i asked her this question like you have, must have anxiety because you're a human right and it fits your hypothesis of we're humans we struggle right and she's mm-hmm. like yeah i have anxiety um i she think, jokingly yeah. said cigarettes at the start she's like cigarettes i'm like dude what <laughs> i don't want to go with this yeah. but she's like no in all seriousness uh, she used to, she doesn't smoke anymore, but she, oh, that's great. she reads and she said she does workouts, hard workouts and simple things that pull you out of an anxious funk. Right. Right. Almost turning, like turning your brain off mm-hmm. when something is difficult physically. Like for example, you're doing a tough workout. You have no choice, but to focus all your mind just focus on, on the, thing. the task at hand. Right. So yeah. I think that that's wonderful. So in the, she does that. the challenge that we didn't talk about the four by four by 48. 48. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the challenge. I know oh it, my God. I know it, was, it now, but tell yeah, me about so it. Yeah, so I thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, it was great. I, you know, challenge started <clears> by David Goggins. Hell yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know David Goggins, he's a former Navy SEAL. He, if you don't know him, then 10 minutes he, of this didn't yeah, make any sense. Yeah, literally <laughs> look him up on YouTube and up. he has some good stuff. He's, you know, a lot of his content is just him running and saying things, but what he says I think has a lot of truth to it. Um, but yeah, anyways, he started this challenge. And what it is is you run four miles every four hours for 48 hours or two days. So, um, yeah, ends up being 48 miles, almost two marathons in a couple of days. And, oh, my um, gosh. I did this to because I wanted to push myself, right? I wanted to do something. I wanted to challenge myself because I knew I could do it. Or I didn't know I could do it, but I believed I could do it. And so I did it. You did it, yeah. And I'm very thankful for that. 
And you wore weighted vests, bro. Yep. So I okay. um, raised money. I started up a um, a uh, GoFundMe for America's Mighty Warriors, which is a foundation started by um, Debbie Lee, um, who is the mother of um, First Seal um, Mark Lee, killed in Iraq. On the Battle of Ramadi, so I wanted to just raise money. I want again. I wanted to do something for a greater cause because at the end of the day, I don't think it's about me. You know, I think it's about other people, and uh, and that's why I did it because I wanted to raise money for a good cause, but also push myself. But more so, raise the money for for mm-hmm. someone that you know um, that fought for our country and died for our country. So, so you had that extrinsic like motivation. Yeah, and that and that gave me motivation to actually complete it, and not quit. So I um, did it in Narragansett, Rhode Island. I'm from Rhode Island, Warwick, Rhode Island, and uh, my friend at the time um, was living in his URI house and right near the water. So um, for it was for two days, I did the same loop, um, two miles out, two miles back along the water along Narragansett Beach. And um, did he was he up with you every time, even in the most of it? Yeah, um, there's only a few times where he wasn't, but for the most t- time, for the most part, he was either riding his bike beside me, giving me food, giving me water, or running. So I'm very appreciative of him. Yeah, that's Sam huge. Toth and you need and Alex system. Calderon. Yeah, oh, so nice. so I did it with a 20 pound weighted vest. Um, it was his, he let me borrow it. Fire. And um, like you saw, I recorded I 20 got, pounds, is, yeah, that's weight. Yeah, it definitely, yeah. Um, coming off injury, whatever, going into summer, it's feeling good. So I said, now's the perfect time to do it. So I did it, and yeah, 20-pound weight vest. I recorded everything on my story. I was on Instagram. I have a whole reel about it. I'm sure you, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you saw that. And yeah, it was, you know, obviously it was a challenge. I did it because I wanted it to challenge me. However, in the back of my head, I was confident that I could come out the other side and do it. So I did it. I said, this is, I'm finally doing it. I want to do this a lot, two years. Uh, I want to do this last year. I didn't get the chance, so I said, I'm doing it now. So I finally did it. And I will say the toughest part about the challenge was definitely the sleep aspect. When I go to, when like, it's, I can't, I mean, we're human beings, we can operate. If someone said you can only sleep two hours tonight and you have to do the, all these things, if someone has a gun, you're, you, you can do it. I mean, obviously we can do it, it's gonna be tough, but we can do it. Yeah. So I would set alarm, uh, so I did my best to not sleep for as long as possible, because sometimes I, I, didn't, I sleep through alarms and I didn't, want, I didn't want to sleep through alarms, I didn't want to give, give it to chance, right? So I, Slept for, I didn't sleep for a while. I just stayed up on my phone, whatever. Complete each leg at a time. You know, it rained uh, during a couple legs. I didn't let anything get to me. I, I wanted to do this. And like you said, I had this motivation for someone else to complete it. So I would say the toughest part was definitely. You also were determined. I mean, you weren't going to not do it. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to quit. I wasn't going to quit. Based on what you've said yeah. prior to this. Like, I wasn't going to quit. So to, yeah. I, I, I would say the toughest part was just not being able to really obviously sleep. I mean, you get, you know. You finish one run four hours later, directly after that run, you go again. So you can't really, it's hard to consume a, a lot of food. It's hard to sleep. So I'd say that was the toughest part. I didn't really, I didn't really feel, I mean, obviously my legs got tired. Oh yeah, my legs got tired for sure. Yeah. I remember I actually plung, did a couple plunges in the ocean to recover with really? the cold water. Fire. Yeah, so that was nice. And yeah, I said, I'm going to do it. And I, I, I did it and I'm very happy and thankful that God willing, you know, I was able to do it and put my mind to it and have the support of my, you know, two buddies to, to go out and do it. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was great. Fi- I mean, putting yourself through physical adversity is cause you're putting your mind through the adversity too. It's not just your body. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's practice for all the other adversity in your life. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say so. Yeah. It was definitely very mentally fine. taxing more than physically, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were to compare that to the thousand pull-ups, yeah, right. I would I would probably say that the 
it's tough. I would say that the thousand is close. It, it, yeah, I would I, say the thousand pull-ups was more. It was tougher. Wow. And the only reason I say that was because at the end of the school year last year, I couldn't do four, three or four clean push-ups. Never mind, do four on the minute. At the end of the school last year? Yeah, at the, like April. Like like the end April, I it was tough for me to pull myself up and get my chin to the bar for four clean reps. Never mind, do that on four in the minute. But I said, I took the summer and I said, I'm gonna make this weakness weakness my bitch. I'm gonna right. overcome this. I'm going to literally grab, you know, grab it by the balls, and I'm going to yeah. get better at pull-ups. So I devoted my time in the summer to getting better with, you know, calisthenics and specifically pull-ups. So, so that's how did you know you were ready when the day came to do it? To the pull-ups? I was confident. I was confident. I mean, I started training pull-ups May. So all of May, all of June, all of July, good three months. And I was really doing pull-ups pretty much every day. So when you do pull-ups every day... I mean, how do you get better at push-ups? You do more push-ups. How do you get better at running? You get better at running. Sure. So the more of some, you know, the, with just like with anything in life, you know, the more you do something, the better you're going to get at it. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go out and do this. And uh, if I, you know, I'm going to do my best. And it worked yeah. out. See, so it's funny though, because you didn't set like a date a month prior to, right? You just yeah. kind of said, okay. I just said, uh, today's the day. Yeah, <laughs> Today I want to do it. So I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we're held back. Like if you say it's going to take, if you say you're going to clean your room in seven days, it's going to take seven days. Right. right. I mean, that's a weird example. But for an essay, it's like if you say it's going to take the two and a half weeks, then it's going to take the two and a half weeks. Well, it might take me four. But, <laughs> that's, that's, no, but if uh, your professor gives you two and a half weeks, like you're going to take the two and a half weeks. Yeah. And it's a weird like we it's a weird way we waste time, I think, because, um, for example, we were talking about the my process getting the certification. I wanted to take the test. I thought I could pass it, but I wasn't sure I was ready. And I, and I honestly, I wasn't ready. I knew I wasn't low key. I but knew you still came out on top. No, but this is before. Oh, so okay. This is ten days before I took the test. Okay. I've been studying for a few months, but lackluster studying. Like I would d- dive into the chapters, but I was not through half that book. It's a textbook, man. It's a huge mm. book. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I wasn't even maybe through I can like. Imagine. I was probably through like two fifths of it, and I was just like frustrated because I wanted to start teaching, taking on clients and, and be legit mm-hmm. right at the studio, the core connection. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to get this test done and I didn't really care how I did it. I was like, I need this done. And I had the test scheduled for August 27th. I think that's the day before classes started, yep. I think. Yep. That's right. And it's August 17th and I'm talking to my mom and she said, okay, move it. Right. I was talking to a few other friends who were trainers and they said, take your time with it move it you don't want to take it and pass it because if i took it and fail or take it and failed yeah, right it, if i took it and failed it i would have it's like another 300 dollars i'd have to pay right so so you have to weigh out the that risks sucks right the, yeah, the yeah. Rewards of and the I'm, I'm thinking okay well I'll, I'll take my time with it i'll let school start i'll settle in i'll take it october break so like this coming weekend i was supposed to take it mm-hmm. and i was lying in my bed on august 17th and i'm like did i really study the hardest i could have did i even spend one day studying the hardest i could have and i was like i didn't there wasn't a single day where I like devoted that day to learning. Not a day, man. I don't even think it was really four hours I did it at a time. So I was like, okay, there's 10 days left. I'm going to grind for eight days. I'm going to give myself eight days to be able to pass the test. Right. And then I'll assess have. on the ninth day and I'll cancel it or I won't because I have 24 That's hours. Smart. Right. So I grinded, grinded the eight days. And it was the eight days before school started. I don't want school to start enough to also worry about this, man. That would have been brutal. Right. Grind for eight days, probably spent like four hours each day, which isn't even that much, dude. But 
but it was that's so I mean, focused. That's I was super focused. Amount. It's a good amount. But four hours each day, um, take the Tesco in there, bang it out. On my mom's birthday, and I work for my mom, so that's she awesome. owns the business I work for. I work for her, and I'm a trainer there, so it's like a family thing right. to a certain degree. And I didn't tell her I was going to take the test. You I told didn't? her I figured I would surprise her. Oh, but okay. I wasn't planning. So was that her birthday was coming up that Sunday. Right. So, dude, I didn't so even. So, two days. You took it on Friday, you said? No, I took it on Sunday. Oh, you took it on her I birthday. I took it Sunday morning in Northborough. I drove home to take it. Mm-hmm. Took the test. Passed it. Came home. Said, Mom, home, I passed it. Put it in the car. The funniest part Probably is, dude, I forgot it was my mom's birthday. Uh, <laughs> Sunday morning, I was so dialed for yeah, the test, just, right? Yeah. Like, the night before, about. I was locked right. in. Uh, the morning, I'm, I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah. I take the test. I didn't touch my phone, dude. All, the whole morning, I was just like, I'm just going to take this test. Mm-hmm. And I was honestly, it was harder than I thought. I got down there and it, I got down to the test, and it was harder than the practice test, undoubtedly. I got a 90 on the practice test. I got a 74 on the actual exam. You I passed. passed it, man. Listen, man, that's, that's great. Your yeah. mom must have been, parents must have been aunt. great. My mom so was proud aunt. of you. I, I Especially on her folded birthday. it up, put it in yeah. a card. Yeah. I hit CVS on the way home, I got a card. Yeah. It's um, funny you yeah. say that, though, because you had a set date. I just woke up one day and said, eh, Right. And there's a little bit, yeah, it's a difference. Yeah, but I, we both had the realization, like, yeah. I picked it up 10 days before. And that oh, yeah. was kind of the day where I was like, okay, fuck For it. sure. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I think something like the, like do uh, a lot of this, like for example, do a thousand pull-ups. Oh my God. Yeah. Some people might be, oh my God, that's ridiculous hard, which it is. Obviously that's hard, especially if you don't train pull-ups. Right. If you can't, you, need you to have actually some... can't do that if you're not right. seriously, right. you know, um, decent at pull-ups. I think it's, it's more so the time aspect, you know, the mental aspect. I mean, I don't know. Um, it's definitely challenging. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but if someone said, you know, you can you can't leave your room today for twenty four hours, you can do it. Dude, but you, it's just like it's that little sure. thing in your mind. You know, it's just it's just something in your mind, I guess. I don't know, but I don't know. I just enjoy doing things that people think are hard because yeah. of that fact, because of that reason, right. because it's hard. I want to be good at it. I guess I don't know. Yeah, That's because it's hard. It's worth doing. Right. That's like exactly. A good idea. It's just worth it to me. Yeah, I love it. For yeah. Sure. That's fire, man. We're coming up here just on an hour, so thank you so much for yeah. coming on here. This was sick. Oh, my God. I, awesome. I enjoy doing these things. I'm going to finally post this. and uh, yeah, Tonight? You're the first student episode ever, man. Awesome. First uh, student episode on it, United Hell Matters. yeah. No, seriously. Yes, Gabe is a focused kid, and he will do whatever he puts thank his mind bro. to. I mean, he started this. His content has been great. You know, how he does records these you know, episodes, he, he cares about it. So I, I really recommend you go check him out. You go, know, man. <laughs> Thank you. And, I didn't tell uh, him to say this. I yeah. Mean. So I, I uh, seriously, he's a good friend of mine, and uh, and I'm happy for him. And he's gonna, you know, he's gonna if he puts his mind to something. He's gonna do it. He's gonna keep killing this. Go support him. He he means well, man. So thank you, Mike. Of Appreciate course. It.